0: blog talk radio
1: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the south bay show manhattan beach chamber 360 on october 25th 2019 live love laugh and leave a legacy that's what we do here in the south bay of los angeles and it's a beautiful place to do just that Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie dot com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey Jackie, Kelly, how are you today? It's
0: the weekend.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Hello. Hello and happy Friday. Joe and Jackie, it's nice to be back. We took a little break last week and um happy to be back. Always <laughs> lots to share with you guys.
2: Yes. Welcome yes. back. But you know, Welcome back. We, you know, what we did last week, Kelly. We reran the Dr. Ryan show because it was such oh. a, a, such a great, informative show. We we all learned so much during that show, and when right. when we decided to do a rerun last week, I was like, Joe, we got to air this again because it was it was so much great information.
0: Isn't that the <laughs> truth? I mean,
2: I. I... All, all, all the shows are great, but
0: um, the information that he shared about Eyes, I eye Care, the millennial vision, you know, all the different, um, the right. vertigo right. talking, every, everything, and all the options that um, everybody has, every it's, age, and especially the ones for youth and reshaping the eyes. And,
2: and reshaping I agree. the eyes. It was fascinating.
0: Yes. And yeah, so loves what he so, all he all what does. He got so into it. that
2: conversation. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. contact lenses that reshape the eye, man. There's yeah, there's so much stuff out there that people don't know the possibilities. So, you know, I I that's one I I hope that really gets around because that, that that's a real that's a real service to the community to get that information out there. Yeah, well,
0: thank you for right. rerunning that. We we had a busy I, week, and when the person that I had lined up uh, decided they weren't going to be able to do it, I was like knee deep, you know, in best of Manhattan uh, the final, you know, days. And I was, oh, I couldn't even, you know, think about, um, finding somebody
2: else at that at that point. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it worked out well.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. So Nobody what's, for uh, what's next Kelly? Yeah. What's going on yeah. with the chamber?
0: What is going on? I feel like, you know, every weekend, every time we talk, I go, and this weekend is really special because, (laughs) uh, but I think that, you know, it always has to do with Manhattan Beach and the South Bay. We talk about this. There's so much to do always in the South Bay, and there's so many fantastic, unique events and causes and you know, fundraisers at all times, um, anywhere. If, I always say if you're bored living in the South Bay or Los Angeles, it's your own fault because there's always so much to do. But
2: <laughs>
0: this, yeah, right, there's so much. It's like, okay, how do I choose? Um, this weekend is, uh, another favorite week, we you know we say that all the time too, but it's another favorite weekend in Manhattan Beach. It is. Sketchers Friendship Peer to Peer Walk and uh, the world famous pumpkin races on Sunday. Uh, both, you know, back to back, just take over downtown Manhattan Beach, and, you know, tens of thousands of people come down for the Sketchers Friendship Walk, which will be on Sunday morning early they usually have like 30,000 people that come down for this. So, you know, uh, we recommend you don't drive, <laughs> that you <laughs> that you, you know come another way because there's definitely not 30,000 parking spots in downtown Manhattan Beach. But uh, Skechers has been doing this, I think this is their 11th year, and they raise millions of dollars every year, all of which are donated back into the local schools. Um, last year, they, uh, they raised something like $4 million. This year, they're already at Two point one million dollars, and it hasn't even started on wow. Sunday yet. So, wow. um, that that little ticker, yeah, fundraising ticker, just goes bananas um, with them anytime they do something. But it's a big, big, big morning. It starts early on Sunday morning. There's tons of entertainment. Um, there are celebrities. There's just beautiful speeches. You know, they bring some of the kids down, and. Uh, then you all walk from, you know, from the Manhattan Beach Pier to the Hermosa Pier and back. And then when you come back, there's a ton of festivities and food and entertainment. Um, you can linger around. You can go trick-or-treating in downtown Manhattan Beach. You know, kids, uh, they can grab a bag. They can bring their own bag, and they go trick-or-treating in and out of all the stores and the businesses. And then later that morning, about 11 o'clock, the uh, world-famous pumpkin races, Start and have you guys ever been to the pumpkin race? Because it's not just like a pumpkin
2: racing. It's this is a spectacle. Have you ever been to it by chance, <laughs> Kelly? Kelly, it. let Are me you, tell kidding? you. We we <laughs> competed in it. We competed in it and we were robbed. We were robbed. Yes. Right, Joe. You were robbed. Robbed. Right. Robbed. We, yes, because we you, yeah, you know how at the beginning of the race they say you just oh, let yeah. go of the pumpkin. Yes, you're just supposed yes. to take your. Well, our competitors push theirs. We let go. Yes. Yeah. They push, so they got a head start. And we, and well, and we will never forget that. We will never forget that.
0: Okay. We well, yeah, you should have received an award for sportsmanship. Um, well, we have the applause. <laughs> applause background right now, Joe, please. Um, but. Uh, Yes. So the pumpkin races started, oh gosh, over 20 years ago with a beautiful family, the Holiday family, um, and some of their friends. And they used to live over, actually they still live there, but in, in East Manhattan. And they used to get together outside their house, and they had a hill on, like, the side of their property, on the side street. And they would block off, you know, from the top of the hill down to the bottom to the next street. And, you know, a bunch of single guys would get together and, you know, put wheels on pumpkins and race them down the street and have fun and drink beer and eat chili or whatever. And then over the years, all those guys got married, and then they had kids at this event. You know, went from a bunch of guys being silly to becoming a family event. And then one of the families, um, the holiday –
2: All right, Joe. Oh. Um It seems it seems Kelly has it, dropped. It's it yes, seems I Kelly has see. dropped. Yeah. Uh, um, hang on one second. I'm just gonna get her right back on. I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Six. Hang on one second. It happens sometimes. You well, know, technology.
1: It is. It's the world famous pumpkin race.
0: Yeah.
2: Hello. We'll there. talk
0: about it. Some more. Hey, Kelly, Hi. I'm
2: sorry. You dropped off. I'm not exactly sure where we lost you.
0: I think it's actually on we your end because just... Brett is texting. Brett got dropped, too. So something, he just texted me. So can you guys Did get he? Brett back on the line? No, he, I know oh, he was sure. muted, but he was texting me saying, I just got dropped. I, I can hear static. And I said, me too. So um, okay. I'll right. keep going, I'll get, but if okay. you can get him
2: back on okay. the line. Yeah. Do so you want me to keep back talking back about pumpkin line. race? Yes, um, yes, yes, yes.
0: Anyways. Brett, so it, um, let's it's,
2: talk about that. Go ahead, Joe.
0: Yeah. So it did it no, started so eventually Let's it became too it became too big for the neighborhood. And uh they went to the city of Manhattan Beach to Parks and Rec and said, Hey, we need help. Would you guys be interested in in helping, you know, host this? And of course Parks and Rec said yes. Um and from there it grew into this, you know, huge event for all of Manhattan Beach to enjoy in downtown Manhattan Beach. And now, you know, tens of thousands of people show up for the Skechers Friendship Walk. Uh, They linger around town, and then they come back and they race their pumpkins down the streets or down the main street there towards the pier. It's quite a scenic race. But I do want to say, uh, you guys talk about, you know, your pumpkin being robbed of the award. About three years ago, three or four years ago, I was uh, racing our Manhattan Beach Farmers Market pumpkin. We call her Veggie Girl. Uh Every year she's all dressed up with veggies all over her. And we were racing her and we were lined up in the like sponsor, whatever, you know, community leader kind of race. And we're next to the mayor. The, um, our pumpkin goes down, and you know how the pumpkins go sideways, they spin around because the wheels hit like a little chip in the, you know, pavement. Our mayor, our, our pumpkin yeah. took out the mayor's pumpkin. And he Uh-oh. was so upset. He was so upset because he thought he should win. <laughs> And we, our pumpkin veggie girl took out the mayor's pumpkin and we won (laughs) and we have a a massive trophy for it. And uh, he was, uh, I'm not kidding, not happy that veggie girl took out his pumpkin. (laughs) So anyway, super fun. But I think uh, Brett Brett is texting me again.
2: uh, Yeah. I, 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 I called him twice. It went to voicemail. I left him the call in number. Um, okay. so hopefully uh, yeah i hopefully. tried him twice but it's going straight to straight to voicemail we'll get him don't worry okay okay
0: anyway so a um, super fun weekend come on down uh for the walk for the pumpkin races it rains, raises tons of money all of which goes back to all the local schools not just manhattan beach um obviously Skechers gives you know millions and bazillions of dollars a year so um all fun but there's something else very important happening tomorrow and it's the annual dea uh, drug take-back day. So everybody needs to gather up all of your prescription medications, um, anything that you need to get rid of. You know, we, we talk about all the time, do not flush your you know, leftover medication down the toilet. It poisons the ocean, poisons the fish and the water supply. So um, scoop up all of those uh, leftover medications Uh, You don't have to do anything other than just throw them in a bag, and you can take them back to uh, the Manhattan Beach Police Department, the community room, which is right off the Civic Center area there, um, tomorrow, and uh, just walk in and dump it with them. And they take them all back and appropriately uh, dispose of them. So that's a very important event. It's not as you know fun and sexy as pumpkin races and Skechers Friendship Walk, but it's very important to the community to make sure we handle all that medication properly for our, our ocean and for the safety of everybody. So, um, okay. So, drum roll, please. Wonderful. Do you guys want to hear about yeah. Best in oh. Manhattan? <laughs>
1: well, uh, um, I'll give you a drum roll when you get to a particular. Category.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We will leave that one for the last minute. I'm not sure which one, but I think I know. Um, So, yes, the best of Manhattan Wars were back in their full glory last Thursday. uh, There you go um, at the beautiful Westrip Hotel. It was truly so beautiful. Uh, it was a packed room with 320 people in the room, all community leaders, all winners, everybody. You know, I told people, you don't have to be a finalist. You don't have to be a sponsor to be there. Just come. This is a room of you know, all the movers and shakers and people that make things happen in Manhattan Beach. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was quite a festive yes. evening with amazing videos. And uh, we started off with... The Women-Owned Business Category, that was our first award. And this is a true, you know, like Susan Lucci story. This person that won has been nominated, you know, five times. This was her sixth time, and she had never won. won. So Maureen McBride, Tabula Ross Essentials, won the Women-Owned Business Category. The whole room erupted because I think people pretty much know her story of always being nominated but never being, you know, the winner. So, that pretty yeah. much set the pace for the evening, and um, the rest of the winners, we're going to have, I have several of the winners lined up over the next few weeks um, to be on the ah. show. Our, our guest yeah. today is one of them. He's one of the winners. Um, he is the winner. His company and him uh, are the winner in the Home Sweet Home category, which is the real estate category. Um, if you would okay. like, I can read through, but if we have, you know, maybe I, I can you know, I can either read through them, or each week as we sure. bring them on the show to talk, we can just talk yeah. about that. I know we're kind of at our time limit yeah. it here. So um, yeah. If, yeah. if we've got our technological gods are working, maybe we launch into the show yeah. with uh, one of the winners in the Home Sweet Home category.
2: Okay.
1: okay. Good segue. And Jackie, who's our Home Sweet Home category winner guest?
2: Okay, our guest this morning is Brett Zabrowski, president of Palm Realty Boutique. Now, Brett is a Manhattan Beach resident, father, football coach, and the winner of the Home Sweet Home category in the Best of Manhattan Awards. Uh, Last night, he specializes in in selling luxury homes with nearly 20 years of real estate experience and over $700 million in personal sales. Brett has established himself as both a top-producing broker and an innovative marketer. He recognizes that the right people offering their ideas, talents, and expertise in the right positions will enable Palm Realty Boutique to continue on its trajectory of success. Now, Brett is also responsible for saving the living trees on the Manhattan Beach Pier for the last two holiday seasons. When funding went away, Brett stepped up and graciously funded the Living Tree Project that decorates the Manhattan Beach Pier for the holiday season. Now, this morning, we're going to talk real estate, one of our favorite topics, and get a head start on the holiday season, learning about the Living Tree Project. Welcome to the program, Brett. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Oh, Thank you very much. I'm I'm very happy to be here.
1: Well, we're thrilled to have you, Brett. Uh, we're thrilled. And, uh, you know, uh, real estate is such a hot topic in California in general and the South Bay in particular. Um, we're always talking about it, you know, relative to the past, relative to other states and so forth. So uh, right off the bat, I want to give you an opportunity to give us your view of it right now. What's going on in the real estate market in general, Brett?
0: <laughs>
3: the question I get asked at every cocktail party, um, you right. know um, yeah, well, you know first off, real estate is not only local, it's hyper local, and so mm. what I mean by that is what's going on, let's say in the Manhattan Beach sand section may not be going on in east manhattan, and so uh, there there's there's several subsets of the market, so I'll kind of give you a broad stroke. Uh, approach because there's Mm -hmm. some areas that are red hot and some areas that are cooled down quite a bit, uh, all within our city. And so, and we're not unique to that. That's, that's, that's a common trend across the country. Um, But our Mm -hmm. real estate market is um, we, you know, we're, we're a little bit different. We don't follow the regular rules of real estate. You know, we don't have um, you know, necessarily buying seasons, although, Traditionally, our market is a little bit busier uh, in February, March, April. Um, But we're very busy right now. October and November and December are usually some of our busiest months. So, uh, you know, part of that is due to the fact that, you know, there's just no land left. And so there's Mm -hmm. more demand in Manhattan Beach than there are properties. And, And people are constantly moving here, more moving in than are moving out. And so um, we were kind of insulated from a lot of the uh, other factors that maybe influence markets and, and have, you know, uh, bigger swings. You know, our market stays really mm-hmm. consistent. You know, we're not impervious to, um, you know, the stock market and financial matters as how it affects the country. But we do much better than other places just because of, you know, the factors of, you know, our schools, our community, our location, proximity to downtown, LAX, a very diverse group of people that live here. So we're not tied to any one industry. Um, So it's a, it's kind of a long answer to a short question, but I I hope that uh, helped a little bit. No, that, 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 that makes sense. All of it makes sense.
1: Uh, But, you know, one of the things that I I love uh, discussing with people that are in the industry is that, you know, when you talk about what happened in the 40s and the 50s with the, you know, the boom in aerospace, and then the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, you know, all of that history leading up to to the the market that exists today, the real estate market that exists today, like you said, there's no new land being made. There are no new islands out in the in the ocean being uh, created or anything like that. Where can the market go? I mean, it's almost like this. People understand uh, linear growth. Human beings understand linear growth, but human beings don't understand exponential growth. It's not something that is normal to the human mind to understand, and this is a common issue with like, climate change and, um, you know, economic uh 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 change and 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 economic issues and all kinds of issues and and that includes real estate brett you you know we talk about 700 million in personal sales that's i don't i prefer to say three quarters of a billion when 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 it gets to you've had 10 billion in personal sales what is what is the market going to look like? Can you can you give us an idea of what you think the future <laughs> of real estate um, is? just the, the far future?
3: Sure, sure, blue sure, sky, crystal ball. Where yeah. Can it go? Well, you know, here, here's. So I, I've been doing this almost twenty years, and yeah. I I think you know if you speak, I think I, when you're twenty years of doing any business, I think you are able to speak on it from experience. And um, that's where, you know, you can certainly and you've done a great job of of bringing up historical data and historical facts. Um, So I've seen, you know, the last 20. And so when I got into the business, we were just coming out of a recession, um, which I think it bottomed maybe around 97. And I started getting the business right around 2000. And um, if you look at where prices were in 2000. And you look at where prices are today. We are easily three to fourfold, easily, from that time period. Mm-hmm. Now, if I would have met clients at that time and said, listen, you buy this house on the strand for $2.5 million, and 10, 15 years from now, it's going to be worth $10, 12000000 they would have said, okay, we need to find a new realtor this guy is obviously mm. on something because that's, that's insane. The markets don't do that. You know, traditionally a market goes about 3% a year. And if you look at historically, you know, and, and I think they've been keeping records since the early 1900s um, real estate has appreciated about 3% every year. Uh, obviously ebb and flows, some are 10 up and some are five down. But if you look at just the average, it's about 3% a year. And the one thing I, I, I tell people that I, that I've seen is you know price and this is gonna I won't get too philosophical but you asked me to give the kind of the the pie in the sky kind of comment. Price doesn't really exist. And what I mean by that is price is just what you know value is what people buy. But when people are buying anything, a house, a car, a TV, what they do is they look at what do other cars, houses or TVs cost. Because mm-hmm. the market determines this is what it costs. Do I have the money to buy this? And then how does the one I want relate to the other ones? So if you look at if, you know, if everything costs a million dollars and you see a house that you like and all things are being equal and the one you like costs 950000 you say that's a good deal right? because other ones cost right. a million. And so in theory, if, if prices continue to escalate – and people still have the ability to buy, and by the way, that's the fundamental problem is affordability, um, then the prices will keep going as long as people can buy because the price is just relative to what you want and how you know, it compares to other, other items that are on that same marketplace. I, it, it's hard for me to imagine that the $3 million Manhattan Beach tree section home now, which, by the way, was a million or less, you know, similar type build, you know tw- 20 years ago is going to be 12 million 20 years mm-hmm. from now but mm-hmm. if i look at historical data it's a better likelihood that that is the case than it's not and so um you know it it's it, it just it really depends on um you know how how the, the i mean the economy and the dollar actually work but it's you know looking at prices from and and if you go back and you just made some comments if you look at back um just the 70s and 80s which by the way is not that long ago um you could have bought homes on the strand 150,000 right 75,000 mm-hmm. in some areas and those are 6 million i mean that's an astronomical gain and so um right. i you just wonder is that going to happen again? And are my kids going to look back and say, my dad bought our house for $2 million and they sell it for 15, you know? um, I I don't know, but it's hard to, it's really hard to fathom that, but it always happens. So why would it not happen again?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's exciting. And um, Jackie, when, when we talk about this, uh, market what are some of the questions that you have that that uh, uh, i know you've been in your home for a long time you don't even think about appreciation because you're not moving so why would you think well, about at, it but
2: well I, I, you're right but actually i can't help i get these zillow reports practically every week telling me how much my home is worth it's a little bit annoying yeah. <laughs> but um something uh, that that Brett mentioned right at right at the top uh was buying season. Can you I know you said that we don't necessarily have that here but can you explain that a little bit and why some places have buying seasons?
3: Well, if you go to other parts of the country, it's 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 really due to weather. Right. If you go to the East Coast, Northeast, you know, the spring, you you have better weather. You know, the days get longer. You don't have the snow, the cold, the rain and those things. So that's that's why they follow those buying seasons. And then the other factor, uh, especially with Manhattan Beach, because we're such a family driven uh, city, um, it has to do with, you know, schools. And, you know, if you're looking to uh, and by the way, a large percentage of our home sales sales are people moving within the city. Not so much people coming from outside in. We 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 do get that as well, but you know Manhattan Beach is you know you you, you between your 20s and your 50s, your life changes dramatically every 10 years, and so um, you see people transitioning to first time home buyers and those things. But when you get the the family uh, purchase. And people looking to move within the community, they try to disrupt the you know the school year as much as possible. So you know there, there's an old saying in our business that the market, real estate market, doesn't get going until after the Super Bowl. And if you've ever been around any realtor, you've heard that at some point in time at some party. And it's not that the Super Bowl dictates our market. It's just when the Super Bowl occurs. It used to be the Super Bowl was the last week in uh, January. Now it's the first second week of February. Um, but it's it's still true. And people looking to buy and sell traditionally are more active in February and March because it may take you 30 days, 60 days to find a house or 30, 60 days to sell your house. And so you're closing escrow or uh, purchasing something. And you're moving in before the summer's over, or before the summer occurs, so that you're registered for school, you've got everything lined up, it doesn't interfere with you know vacations and things you have planned for the summer, uh, and then you're starting a new school mm-hmm. year. And so that's why that that time of the year is traditionally busier here. And by the way, that factor doesn't exist in other places, but we just don't have the change in weather. Like as you're seeing, we actually hit our summer this week. So our Our weather doesn't really, you know, it's 90 degrees yesterday. Um, So our weather is one of the things that drives our market, by the way. Um, So we, 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 we don't follow all those rules of real estate and weather being one of the main ones and also desirability of people constantly wanting to move here.
2: Okay. You know, a couple of things there. Okay. First off, I've been saying for a long time, right, Joe, how we need to change our seasons. Our summer should be like, you know, August, September, October. I don't know. I don't know who can take care of that, but we need to change that. Um, Don't don't say that because that's that's the
3: local summer. (laughs) That's it, yeah. 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 Right.
2: Good point. Very good point. It's the local summer. I love that. Now, going back to something you mentioned, this is interesting because Joe and I, nothing we enjoy more than spouting off statistics. You know, we have all of these people (laughs) on the show, experts. Field and they and they tell us stuff and our jaws drop and we're like you're kidding me those numbers those percentages are unbelievable and one of them that we've been talking about for several years now was the um, Urban Land Institute study that they did in Manhattan Beach several years ago and one of the numbers that they came up with was that I believe it was since was it, it since 2000 there was a 60 per t- percent turnover in in uh, homeownership in Manhattan Beach 60% yeah, yeah. unbelievable. and are well, and you're saying that a lot of that is just people moving from one part of Manhattan Beach to another part of Manhattan Beach it wasn't 60% new people coming in from all over well
3: that study I think the one you're referring to is saying that 60% of the people who moved or bought a house in Manhattan Beach um, were new residents And um, that were from our area. So, yeah, I I, I remember I I think we're talking we're talking about the same study and I heard it at uh, a Manhattan Beach Education Foundation breakfast and we're a new city. We we, it's by, by the way, there's good and bad with that um but i moved here in 1997 from virginia so i i you know i don't know which i don't know where i fall in that equation um but uh my kids were born and raised here so i guess that gives me some some local uh clout um but yeah it's, we're a newer city because it and and you if you've lived here a long time you've you've seen and i was having this conversation just yesterday last night actually and it's changed dramatically from the restaurants, the shops, the houses, the architecture, um, the way the homes, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very, uh, and it's a quick change too. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot, a lot of people who do move here from out of the area, but we do have a lot of um, Transactions are, are moving uh, within the city. And one thing is it, it would depend on also the realtor you talk to because I've been doing it 20 years. I've built all these relationships. So 95% of my business are past clients and referrals. So they're already I already sold them a house here. And so then when they're calling me, they're calling me to sell and move. So, you know, also that information would differ on who you spoke with. If you spoke with an agent who was newer in the industry, they'd say, well, the majority of people are moving from out of the area. That's because they're still developing their client base uh, and their network of people. So it it would be, you know, depending on the person you talk to, you would get two very different answers and they would both be right.
2: (laughs) Huh. All right. Okay. So, so I, I would just, you know, Joe, that would be some interesting numbers to get. I I don't know if there's any way to do that, Uh, to get like what percentage was people moving from other areas as opposed to me- people just scooting over a block or two or from one, you know, the fan right. section to the tree section or something. Um, right. Yeah, you know, one of one of those, well, okay, one of those other percentages, one of those other statistics that we learned from, I'm trying to remember who we heard this from, um, might have been the president of the Manhattan Beach Unified School District, that there was um, last year, I believe it was, a 15% decline in school enrollments in young, young uh, like uh, grammar <laughs> school, uh, elementary school. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, and so maybe from that, we can extrapolate uh, what percentage of families are just moving from Block A to Block B, as opposed to people coming in from other areas, uh, and mm-hmm. and 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 Brent, that's what you were saying before because it, it, it's so pricey that young yeah, families there, can't necessarily move in.
3: Right, and so when you see a decline in the elementary school Manhattan Beach enrollment, you're going to see an increase in surrounding cities. And so, um, it's not, you know, and so, um, but I think absolutely that all plays a factor because you, you know, you've just, you've got the, uh, in California has a, an affordability problem, right? It just does. Um, I, by the way, I believe in capitalism and free markets, so I'm, I want to make sure I put that out there.
2: Um,
3: (laughs) but, but there really is an affordability problem and, um, the one thing I'll say without going off on a tangent, you know, uh, banks are in the business of lending money. That's their business. And they Mm -hmm. will adjust to the market to continue to lend money and lending money on real estate is, you know, for most banks is, is is a primary revenue source. And so um, that also got us in trouble 10 years ago, but as prices go up, if people can't afford a house based on income, a bank has to get creative and say, Well, let's find another way to get the money to you to buy the house. Um and these are all things that influence a real estate market. Uh not the number one factor, mm-hmm. but they're
2: all up in, in 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 the top five. Interesting. So very interesting. So there, Wait a minute, Joe, we got we gotta do we gotta we're late for a station break. Oh no, no. When we come well, back, you ladies and gentlemen, train of thought, yes,
1: yes, yes, indeed, yes indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. This is something we do every week, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. On Thursdays, it's the South Bay Spotlight, where we spotlight uh, a special uh, company or a special, uh, you know, cultural event or something happening in the South Bay that you should know about and that you want to know about. And then, of course, on Fridays, we're proud to be sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber for Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. And uh, at 8 a.m. on every Friday, we talk about those things that are really happening in Manhattan Beach, primarily with Manhattan Beach Chamber members. But, of course, we talk about cultural events. We talk with government. And uh, this is the show, hyper-local show, that you should uh, attend to, share with your neighbors and friends, and you can share it with anyone via email. You can send the link to anyone in the world, and uh, we hope you'll join us every Thursday morning and Friday morning or in podcast while you're running or while you're exercising, whatever's going on. So please join us on a regular basis. Now, my, my train of thought, really, um, Jackie, was, Brett, if we're talking about, you know, even banks are being squeezed by the rising prices in real estate and, and trying to, you know, be creative about helping people afford property so that they, uh, the banks can continue to make revenue, what are some of the things that you're hearing that banks are are, are thinking about doing that are more creative than we might. I'm I'm looking for for creative ideas or creative financing ideas, Brett. What are because I'll I'll I'll, I'll be straight with you. Twelve million is a little steep for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well. You know, um, you know. I'll tell you this. It just, just, uh, and I'll answer that question in a second. The, the higher the sales price, the greater propensity that the person's paying cash, um, and that starts at about four million, um. by the way. Um, and so, um, you always see the people say, "Well, that's dumb. That's dead. You know, that's dead equity." And they said, "Yeah, but if you've got ten million to buy a property, who am I to give you advice?" Um, so, right. um, but you know, when it comes to lending, well, number one interest rates are are ridiculously low artificially low and mm-hmm. uh, historically low uh, you know I, I hear the term free money which makes me cringe by the way because after the last market uh, uh, downturn you know we all learn there's no such thing as a free lunch um so mm. but that's that's one thing that, and and by the way that helps banks obviously uh and you know the 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 mortgage rates are based on the, the treasury bonds not on the fed fund rate although They're not directly correlated. It's still what the cost of money is. Um, So I've seen more banks getting into the 10% down loans, uh, the 15% down loans, and in a larger loan amount. One of the phenomena we've seen over the last year or two is the interest rate is lower on the larger loans than the smaller loans. So you're jumbo versus conforming. So Hmm. banks actually give you a better interest rate when you qualify to borrow more money. Um, They want to have more money out there, maybe less actual loans, um, but the higher price point. And and when I first got in the business, it was the opposite. And um, I remember – and, and you talk to people in real estate, and they'll tell you how they got a, a mortgage for 15% interest rate on their first house, right? And so for me, the the number was when we went below 6% interest rate. I remember in our office, um, and this was early 2000s, people saying, "This is historical. This will never happen again." This uh-huh. rate's lower than we've ever seen. And then everyone shared the story. And by the way, in two thousand twenty years ago, was 1980. Now it's 40 years ago. And why I remember in 1983, I bought my first house and it was 14% interest. Right. And, and you're like, like that's, yep. not, that's not, that's not possible. Who would do that? You would go out of business. <laughs> well, right. Um, but that's the way, that's the way that, you know, and, and you guys were saying, talking about stats, That stat, if you couldn't, if i didn't if I couldn't easily find it on Google, I would say you're a liar. There's no way that anyone could pay. But then again, home prices were nowhere near where they were. Um, and incomes were were not that different than where they are now uh, nationally. And so things were a lot different back then. And so um, banks have to find a way to lend money. Um, I will say we are in a much different place now than we were during the wild west days of early 2000 up to about 2007 um back then there was if there was regulation they were on vacation every day because yeah. <laughs> there 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 was no regulation it was anyone could buy a house um mm-hmm. and you you needed they they had the <laughs> they i remember these they had the easy doc loan and the no-doc loan. Right. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. We don't require any documentation. You tell me how much money you make, and then you tell me what you do for a living, and then they had a website they would go to, and it would say, okay, this profession makes, here's the range of what they make on average, and as long as it was basically close to that, you got a loan. No docs, no nothing, Right. Um, I think you had to run your credit. I think that's always been a case, but even that was, you know, a little up there. Um, but that's what really mm-hmm. got us in trouble back then. So banks have changed those fundamentals. Um, there's, you know, back then when I wanted to sell a house and I got a, I will get a loan. I called my own appraiser and my appraiser would come and do an appraisal on the property and give it to the bank. Right. You can see where that could be a problem. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, a right, conflict right. of interest. Now you have no control over that. They, you go to get a loan and the banks have no control and they're in a system. And then they send a appraiser, by the way, very good. Very, some, some government oversight is very good. That's a very good thing. Um, but I've seen banks, you know, you're doing the arms where, you know, the, the rate adjusts after three, five, seven, ten 10 years. Those are very common. Interest only loans are very common. Um, Banks are finding ways to entice buyers with, you know, teaser rates. One of the things I'm seeing now with the bigger banks, um, and these are your large, you know, Wells Fargo, B of A, uh, Citi, Chase, those guys, they're giving really low interest rates if you move your investment money or some money into their bank. So they'll say, look, we'll give you this loan, but if you move – you know, a uh, hundred thousand or two hundred thousand into our bank, we'll cut your rate by a quarter point or three eighths of a point, or something like that. Um, and which is making it very tough for other uh, lenders and mortgage brokers to compete on
2: rate. You know, Brett, uh, I remember very well uh, hearing ads all the time back then. Uh, we can no money down. We can give you one hundred and ten percent of the worth of your of your home. Uh, oh yeah, I I remember hearing those ads on the radio and seeing them on TV, and listening to it and and looking at my husband and saying, "There's something very wrong here. How can they do that?" I saw that coming ten years before two thousand eight. I saw that coming. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, um, I got
3: into the business in two thousand. And I thought, wow, you know, um, I'm, I'm Warren Buffett here. I just buy a house. <laughs> and three years later, it doubles in value, and I sell it, and I take that money, and I buy two houses. and Or I take money out of this, and I leverage it, and I buy another house. And that's the way, you know, the, the way the, the, the business model worked. And uh, everybody was complicit, by the way everybody, Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. a few took the fall, right? The generals never, you know, they never take the fall, but only a few took the fall, but everybody was complicit. And um, we are, that's the one thing about our market now that's very different than that market, very different, the fundamentals. And, you know, um, you know, you, you people, you know, I, I don't think I have, I think the, uh, recently I've started having clients do 10% down loans. Um, I've seen that. Uh, but the overwhelming majority of my clients that do a loan are in the 25 plus sent down when they actually do a loan. Um, wow. But back, you're absolutely right. I remember the 100% financing. And yeah, 105 and 110% financing, and we'll pay to do the remodel. And see, the mm-hmm. other problem with that is when you don't have any skin in the game, and you buy a house, it's very easy to walk away.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, but when you have invested your life savings or a large percentage of that in a house, even if it goes down in value, you're connected with that house because you felt that when you bought it. That was your money you put into it, and you're going to ride it out generally and say, look, I'm not going to walk away from this. It'll come back in value, and I'll wait. And so um, that's where I, I feel like we're we're in a different place right now. Hopefully, anyway. We're,
2: yeah, but you, but you know something else. Even today, now there are organizations that are able to skirt that. I see that. I see commercials for VA loans. There are certain things, a hundred percent. You know. Oh yeah. You, you know FHA you know, does
3: that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so peep, there's there's ways for people to skirt around it, but yeah, you, know, you know this we love this is why we love talking about real estate, you know. There, there's so much uh, different and exciting things <laughs> happening in it, but but there's something else we want to touch on today, uh, the living tree project. Um, ah, yeah. You you are involved with that, you, hand taking care of it for the city of Manhattan Beach. Tell us about that. Well, Kelly is
3: probably the better resource for that. Kelly, are you still
2: on, by the way? You... <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Yes, I'm still here. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the um, living trees on the Manhattan Beach Pier, gosh, they started about, I want to say about seven, eight years ago, and that uh, Scott, Scotty Claus is his name. Uh, he's a Shark Tank story, literally, you know, uh, and he was funded to uh, replace traditional Christmas trees with a living tree. So, um, if you ordered a living tree, you got the tree delivered to your home in this big, huge, like wood, you know, container. You keep the living tree in your home or your business, you know, for the three or four weeks of Christmas, and then it's picked up and it's returned to the Christmas tree farm, and then next year the same tree or a different tree can be delivered to your house. Uh, and somewhere along the line. Uh, Manhattan Beach got involved, and they started lining the pier, the Manhattan Beach pier, as part of his marketing and promotion to get his name out there with living Christmas trees. And I'll never forget the first year I was walking down the strand and saw all these things on on the pier. I'm like, what is that? Well, they were the living trees. So uh, for years it was funded uh, mostly, you know, through the city, and they they line up the week before uh, holiday, uh, week of holiday open house and the pier lighting, and then the They're taken down the the Sunday or Monday after because the trees can only withstand the wind, the salt, sometimes the rain on the pier, and then they have to. They're only up for a week, but it's it's a costly Mm -hmm. endeavor um, from care to delivery to lighting the trees, public works, and rigging them all with the water and everything. So, about three years ago. Um, almost kind of at the last minute. We were, you know, only about a month away, I want to say. Um, <laughs> we found out that the funding uh, was going away. And we were literally not going to have those Christmas trees on the pier if we didn't do something. And at the time, I was the executive director for the downtown business association. I knew, I saw all the time how much everybody loved those trees and it just wasn't about the business association it was about everybody coming down to enjoy them take pictures smell them it's quite a sight because you have christmas trees hanging over the ocean like on the water so there's like this your brain's like wait a minute that's a christmas tree and there's water underneath it um but it's such a beautiful sight. so many families from everywhere come down to take pictures it smells good of course it's good for the business district because it brings people down so when i found out they were going to go away I was like, no, this can't happen because it's such an important part of that week, the Holiday Open House, and to everybody in the community. So I literally was in my office um, that night. It was after 6 p.m., and I'm like, okay, I've got to figure this out. And I'm, okay, who, who can maybe help me? And I sent an email out to four people. And I want to say it was just after six PM, and I'm like, I think the title was, you know, save the Christmas trees or something. Save the trees on the pier. And you know, I marked high importance on the emails, and I sent it out to four people. Brett was one of them, and I'm like, I'm I'm not giving up. This is a hail mary pass. I'm going to do this. And I sent it out, and, you know, kind of you hold your breath, thinking, okay, maybe tomorrow morning I will have some good emails. And Brett must have been looking at his computer or his phone at that moment, because he responded within, like, it was like 45 seconds, I think, of when I sent <laughs> the email. And and I was like, oh, my God. This was like, it was like winning, the, you know, like the, like the slot machine, you know. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And... and <laughs> And I was like, he's like, I, um, I forget the exact words. I should have looked at that, um, but I think it was like,
3: I've, I will say the truth. i got in front of me, Kelly.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'll let Brett take over from here. <laughs> well,
3: I, well, first off, this is Kelly doing what Kelly does. She just breezes mm. through that part, <laughs> right? She, I, 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 I was, I was, and I could go on and we could spend an entire show talking about what Kelly does for the Manhattan Beach community, and we'll probably get through one day of her work. Um, So (laughs) I'm I'm looking at the email. So I'm just going to read the email, Kelly, and then you jump back in.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. October twenty
3: fifth, 2017. Hi, Brett. I'm throwing one last Hail Mary to save the living Christmas (laughs) trees on the pier. We have eight days to find a sponsor, or the pier will not be decorated with trees this year. Wondering if you or a few of your realtor friends might be able to help out. And even though the trees are on the pier for only eight days, they're a part of the annual pier lighting. They make the pier extra beautiful, smell amazing. And thousands of people flock to the pier the days after holiday open house to see the trees and take their annual Christmas photos. I really believe this is very, very in capital, special and important <laughs> to our city and to foot traffic in downtown If you know of someone who might be interested, please forward this email to them or have them email me. Thank you. That was Kelly. Uh, That was her email. And then my response, by the way, was 10 minutes later, Kelly. Uh, (laughs)
0: It's not like 45 Uh, seconds. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I, I literally, I will save the trees. Count me in um that was my response uh i have not read this by the way <laughs> since then um i i felt like i was speaking for the lorax um and <laughs> kelly's response was omg you 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 just made my day huge thank you i'm gonna connect scotty Claus. <laughs> um and then you know just uh you know, some more details so that was it that was literally you know it's that was <laughs> that was the the moment, but that is the power of people. That is it. It just, it, Kelly reached out to me at a time where this was um, something that I needed to do and we won't get into that discussion, but um, it was, it was a wonderful opportunity for, for Kelly and I to do something together um, that we are, we're doing again this year and we'll do every year as long as they'll have us. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah. That's just wonderful. It was really special. It was really, really special for everybody. Everybody was so excited. And Brett and his family um, and uh, your mother, everybody was able to come down and be a part of the tree lighting ceremony on the pier with the mayor. And, um, you know, that we talk about all the time, you guys. It's like that's what our community is about and uh right. brett stepped right. up literally i guess uh, eight days because i think I, I remember now i had to give uh, i had to give scotty claus a yes or no by a certain date for him to trigger everything you know so i think that mm-hmm. eight days was you know that that deadline and uh brett stepped up and mm. then he's continued to do it every year so um you know thank you brett right. and brett right. does much more than that in the community but that was a big one
3: what I'm i a sucker, me, sucker sucker for Christmas.
1: <laughs> what shocks me is the is the uh prescience, the 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 foresight of my executive producer, Jackie Balestra, to schedule uh this show, and of course um, Kelly, to schedule this show two years to the day, October oh, wow. 25th, third. You're
3: absolutely, you're absolutely twenty
1: seventeen. Right. Two years to the day that the email was sent. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well. um, I, I won't take credit for uh, uh, putting that together, but
2: um, wow! You should. That, 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 uh, <laughs>
0: you well, should. I know, but I, 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 but I didn't that date. I mean, I think I'm just going to go to Vegas, maybe you know, gamble that's or something, right. or buy a lottery ticket, and maybe, and maybe I'll win because that's that's amazing. That wow! That kind of gets the chills.
2: It It is. is. It's a little freaky. It's a
1: little freaky. (laughs) I mean, uh, Brett, you've mentioned the word hyperlocal before. We've used that word many times on this show. Can you talk a little bit about the – well, we've talked about the values and how they're very local to the neighborhood, the sand section, the tree section – you know the 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 TRW tract, which used to be called the TRW tract. I don't know what it's called today, but
3: it, it still is for we, us. For, we, those of us have been. You know, we still call things El Porto too, by the way. So um, <laughs> you know, even though
2: that, that <laughs> it, it's what? you that's you, North
3: yeah, I I know Can blasphemy. Me? My apologies. <laughs> I
2: still call it. I still call it El Porto. The people that live in El Porto still call it El Porto. When you
3: when you call it North Manhattan, you tell me how long you've lived here. So
2: exactly, <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right, it's like it's like right. Chair 15 at but, Mammoth, right? Everybody yeah. that's been up there, everybody still calls it a Chair 15. Nobody's ever going to call it Eagle Lodge or Eagle Lift or whatever they're calling it these days. <laughs> yeah. So that that we, that we is that is, the the is that's my litmus. Right. Te- that's
3: my litmus test for uh, are you a Manhattan right.
2: resident for for, for yeah, how long? Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Well listen, um we're gonna wrap it up in a couple of minutes here, but Brett, please give us some contact information. Um, how people can uh get in touch with you if they're looking to buy a house or sell a house. And 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 also if you uh you know, maybe people wanna help you out with this Living Tree project, you know, um they might wanna get in touch with you and help you out with that. Well, you know, one idea I had and I guess I
3: could share that right now and I, I, I uh I thought it would be amazing. And Kelly, I don't—I meant to bring this up to you, but you've been so busy. And, and um, every year I think of it, and then I, I, I think of it, and then it passes. I thought it would be a great idea if local companies could sponsor one of the trees and decorate it. On the oh, yeah, we
0: we yeah yeah yeah, kind of sort of, not really. Uh, we did. We've gone down that road uh, several times and a uh, gosh off the top of my head there's like 80 trees on the pier um yeah and it's a that's a huge endeavor and it is uh, it is everybody part of the glory of those trees is they're not commercialized when you walk out there it is just pure beauty and and that fragrance and uh, the execution of that and we also can't Uh, The trees have got the integrity of them setting up and setting down is super quick turnaround. So, right, Um, we've talked about it, but it's execution wise, it's not ideal, you know, at this point. Yeah,
3: it was that makes and and my thoughts were you wouldn't put any company name on it, it would just Mm -hmm. each tree would have a number, and then you could decorate the first maybe 10 trees, and then Mm. during the peer lighting, people could just vote on the tree they like the best. And they wouldn't know yeah. who decorated it. But anyway, that, that's a, that's that's yeah. another discussion. But um, I just it, I just thought that was a great thing. But um, just to hit it on the head um, for back to any type of marketing, if you live in Manhattan Beach, mm-hmm. you'll have no problem finding my information. I'm on every banner and every baseball field. I'm all over Miracosta. <laughs> uh, I'm I am. Uh, we've got you know seven offices in town, three in Manhattan Beach. But for those who just moved here today and who, who don't know how to get a hold of me, and I'm the only Zabrowski Realtor in really, in I think in California now. Um, but I have two websites to make it easy. One is Beach Broker Brett, which I don't use as much anymore, but it still exists. And then our new website that we just launched maybe a month or two ago is Zebrowski Group. And Zebrowski is phonically correct. It's Z-E-B-R-O-W-S-K-I. So Zebrowski group.com if you get remotely close to my name in manhattan beach it'll pop up on google
0: um, <laughs>
3: and you could find google it, will just say it, the browser, it, you don't even you don't even i mean you could just get maybe four letters right i mean it's um so it'll <laughs> it'll pop up and um you know uh but if, or you can just come to uh miracosta football field every sunday i'm coaching football so uh not not for miracosta okay. but for the uh, beach city sports flag football league All
2: right. We got to wrap it up, Joe.
1: All right. Well, uh, Brett, thank you so much for joining us today. What a great representative of the best of Manhattan you are. Home sweet home winner. Thank you, Brett, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. And, uh, of course, Kelly and Jackie, thank you.
2: Always a pleasure, Joe. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Friday. Have a Hydrate
1: great weekend. It. Thanks you guys. Yep. Stay hydrated, everyone. Try to uh, moisturize, 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 and uh we will uh we will see you all uh after the weekend next week. Bye bye. Wonderful, thank you, bye bye. <laughs>